Hi and welcome to the latest edition of You Are My Borough. Um, welcome to Dom Shaw, who's with us as always. Hiya, Dom. Hi, up, Scott. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. And we're going to chat all things playoffs. We're going to have a talk about um, Borough's game, obviously, at Rotherham on Bank Holiday on Monday, which didn't exactly uh, go to plan, or at least didn't in some ways, certainly in terms of the result. Maybe it did in others. We'll talk about that. Um, and then, obviously, we'll talk about the final day game against Coventry, and then we will talk about what comes next after that in terms of Borough's playoff campaign. Obviously, we now know they're going to finish fourth. They're going to be away from home uh, first, and then they're going to be back at the Riverside for that second leg. So we'll have a good early chat about that. As ever, please like and subscribe to us if you're watching us on YouTube. And please like us if you're listening to this on one of our podcast versions. And as ever, leave a comment below or send us a tweet or drop us an email um we're going to talk about anything that you want us to talk about in the lead up to the playoffs it's obviously great when we get some questions in so anything you want us to chat about let us know but we're going to start by chatting about um new york new york you were there dom so start spreading the news what was it like <laughs> you'd think <laughs> we'd plan, you'd think we plan this with a script Don't you just <laughs> yeah um uh, it was probably like one of those classic games of a, of a team that needed a result against a team that didn't. Yeah. Um, it's one of them, isn't it, where at this stage of the season, where you look at your accumulator afterwards and think, of course, of course, Team X yeah. was going to beat Team Y. Yeah. Um, why didn't I see that coming up at yeah. 2 o'clock this afternoon? Um, yeah, the I mean, the sending off did change the game, which, which we can talk about. Um, but... Not, not, not. I mean, obviously, it changed the game and it gave Rotherham an advantage, but um, it didn't massively change the complexion of the game. In that, nothing really had happened beforehand, and Borough were actually yeah. better in the second half um, with ten men. Maybe because the goal kind of sparked them into life a bit, um, and once they'd got the goal, Rotherham were kind of happy to, to to sit back. Then, obviously, they only needed a point to, to all but guarantee survival. Um, yeah. But it, yeah, it just felt like I know you know Carrick had talked about there being no drop off and the importance of going in with momentum, but there, there was noticeably not quite the intensity that we've seen yeah. from from his Borough team over the last few months. So we'll we'll get to the injuries and where we're at with that in a second. But just on that, it it, it does seem like Borough fans, or certainly the ones that I see on social media and the ones I was chatting to last night, are are a little bit mixed in this in terms of where are we at. <laughs> with how Borough are going into the playoffs. You know, is it a worry that they're now going in on the back of two defeats, albeit narrow defeats, and albeit with, you know, below-strength teams, with this Coventry game now coming? Or do we just write these games off and say, look, the important thing is just getting through these without getting any more injuries? Where do you stand with that? And, and I guess off the back of that, what, what should we be looking at for the Coventry? Is it important if Burren, that Borough now win this Coventry game? I think starting with that, I think it is because yeah. um, I think in the camp there'll be there'll be real calm. I don't think there'll be any concern whatsoever. I think there'll be real confidence of you know we've shown over the last few months where 
we're probably the best team going into this going into this um, playoffs. Now, yeah. I know Luton would argue they're third and they only beat Borough last week, but as we talked about last week, I think Borough are taking confidence from that game, mm-hmm. even though even though they got beat. Um, so, so I think it, it, within the camp there'll, there'll be real confidence. That said, I think it's important you win that Coventry game because it's going to be a full house. It's, yeah. it's kind of like signing off for the playoffs, isn't it? The next game then is going to be away at you know Coventry again or Millwall. Or, Coventry, or yeah, yeah. Um, so, so I think I think it's important that that's kind of a statement performance, and I think it'll help that it's such a big game for Coventry that. Um, yeah. And yeah. the Coventry come needing something. Um, I mean, it, obviously, it's not ideal losing the last two games. I, I think I think last week's performance against Luton, as we talked about, I thought Borough were really good for the most part there. Yesterday was flat, kind of a bit disappointing. I think Carrick's main takeaway, and he mentioned it afterwards, was in the first half, um, kind of being knocked out of the stride, not Rotherham being successful in stopping Borough from playing yeah, yeah, yeah. the way they wanted to play. And I think that'll be the kind of big learning point for from Carrick because Luton try and do that. And yet Borough sidestepped yeah. pretty well last week, didn't they? They did, yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I, and you would imagine if it was if it was to be Millwall. Millwall, then, yeah. Then, then that's potentially, that question gets asked seriously in that first leg, doesn't it? I, I do think it is kind of, you know, it's this... I don't think you can expect to turn form on and off, can you? You can't think, oh, we're going to lose three games. Doesn't matter. We'll turn it back on. Yeah. Um, but but I think the kind of application and and um, the approach has been, you know, you can't argue with that. Um, yeah. But I do think next week you want to you want to sign off. What do you reckon? I, I think that comment. Yeah. No, I, I I agree. I think I think that there are valid excuses for both of the last two games, and the fact that they were away from home, the fact that obviously the results are immaterial means you can give Borough a pass. Now the result is immaterial at the weekend, but it doesn't feel as immaterial because like you say it's a it's a, going to be a full home crowd it's the chance to sign off and, and really go into these playoffs um obviously there's a dynamic that you're playing against a side who you might well end up playing in either a playoff semi-final or a final um so i think when you throw all of that in the pot i think it would be i think it would be a real negative if Burrow were going in the back of the playoffs on a three-game winless run having not been able to beat coventry next weekend yeah i agree with that now in terms of injuries and and players and where we're at obviously a kind of mixed afternoon yesterday really yeah. wasn't it? we got riley mcgree back we got paddy mcnair back we got tommy smith back um but obviously ryan giles has disappeared off the scene johnny Howson gets his injury um, in the warm-up and news emerges that Aaron Ramsey's been back at Villa getting treatment there. So it's almost kind of take with one hand and give away with the other. I mean, where do you think we're at in terms of the injury situation and how Borough are going to be looking come that first leg of the playoff semi-final? Well, the good news is that the, the three who came back seem to come through unscathed yesterday. And Now, I know uh, we speak to Carrick kind of immediately after the game, um, but he said they'd all come through fine. McNair played 90 minutes, McGree 80, Smith the second half. So, so they're fine. Yeah, Giles, Giles he described as a knock. Um, okay. Now, it, it might well be kind of Carrick only telling you as much as he wants to tell you obviously because he yeah. does have a he does have a knack of doing that doesn't he when it comes to injuries um so but it, but that didn't sound overly concerning 
yeah. house and we don't know, do we? He said could be anything, couldn't it? Yeah. Back of the knee, top of the calf. You would hope a player of Housen's experience, he, he kind of best case scenario, he's felt a little twitch. But it's almost precautionary. In yeah. the warm-up, and he's thought, I'm not risking this. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ramsey was pictured back at Villa in the canteen at Villa's training ground over the weekend. But Carrick said yesterday that was just Villa. He's their player. He wants to give him treatment. Mm. We asked him, "Will is there still a hope that Ramsey can play a part in the playoffs? And his response was, there's always hope. So that's not overly yeah. convincing, totally. is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then Force, obviously, is is kind of in the background <laughs> as well, isn't he? Yeah, Force and Fry, they're still kind yeah, of, of course, yeah. both unknowns as to whether they're going to play a part. Like we've talked about at length, haven't we, in recent weeks, if if Force Fry or Ramsey aren't on the bench next week, then realistically, yeah. can you expect them to play a part in the playoffs, having not played for what a couple of months? I think you, I think you'd certainly not expect them to play much in the semi final. Um, now you know, in an ideal world, you probably then wouldn't want them to pitch in the final. But I guess if you get injuries in the same position to other players in that semi final, then there's questions to be asked. But no, I agree. I think. I think that if, if if they're nowhere to be seen next week, then that's got to put a big, big kind of question mark over that. So so in terms of next week, as we touched on then, um, you know, what what should the team what should should he be playing pretty much the best players he's got fit? Uh, no questions asked. Or is it still gonna be a question of if there's any any risk at all you were on the side of caution? Where would you be with that? Uh, I- I don't know what you think, but I think it's almost like that when you're playing a team that you might play again in the playoffs. I suppose there's the approach of does he want to give them a kind of risk giving them a a front row scouting report the week before you play them in a two-legged playoff. But the opposite is it's almost the start of the playoffs, isn't it, in one sense, in that you want to kind of go into the playoffs, springboard, you want to beat this team. If, if, If there's a possibility that you're playing Coventry again, um, there is even if Borough beat them, there's still a chance that you play them yeah. again in the in the playoffs. Then really, you want to give them a good hiding, don't you, and show them that you know this is what this is what we're capable of doing. I I I think at the minute, um, and obviously it all depends on injuries, but I don't know about you. I, I think he'll go as strong as he can next week. Um, I think he has much choice, but I think but I yeah. think he'll go as strong as he can. I think that's what he should do. I, I agree with you that I think you make a, a really good point there that this is almost now the start of the playoffs. You know, you've had these two games that you can write off, but this now feels like the springboard into it. And I just think that if if you fall flat at home in front of a sold-out Riverside, there's going to be a lot of grumbling. There's going to be a lot of nerves. Yes, everything might be calm internally, but there's going to be an awful lot of noise externally about the fact that Borough all of a sudden have hit a brick wall, you know, at the time of the season when they need to be at their best. So I, and, and then I also think that these players that have been out, you know, as we've kind of alluded to, they need to get back into the rhythm of it. So, you know, Paddy McNair needs to play again if Dale Fry is not going to be available. Um, you know, Tuber and, Hatton, and and Hayden Hackney have had their rests. They need to play. Um, you know, Smith, obviously there's no Dyke still, so Smith will play, you would presume. But he, he needs 90 minutes, surely, if he's going to be your start and pull back in the playoffs. So I think you play what you've got. And I think you just say, look, if, if someone breaks down and whatever, then so be it. You know, it, it, what will be, will be from now kind of thing. I, th- I think you've got to do that. And I think you probably will. I think I think he's looked at these two games as almost chuck out games. And I think, you, you know, 
they've earned the right to do that, Borough. But I think that that Monday has to be a little bit different. Um, now you touched on there the interesting dynamic that obviously Coventry very well um, might end up in the playoffs and might end up with Borough. So. We can forget Sheffield United that we talked about for uh, three months. Let's forget that. Let's go to the other end of the playoff, uh, Nicks. I mean, who who is going to get in and what's going to happen here? Who are Borough going to end up playing against? Obviously, at the minute, Luton are guaranteed to finish third. Borough are guaranteed to finish fourth. Coventry currently sit fifth. Millwall currently sits sixth. Sunderland seven. West Brom eight. There is a scenario where West Brom or Blackburn can get in, but it's exceptionally unlikely. Um, being realistic, it's going to be two of Coventry, Millwall and Sunderland. And obviously, you know, it's fascinating because as we say, Coventry are, are at the Riverside and obviously Sunderland, we all know what that might mean in a in a semi-final or a fight. Where, where's your money at at the minute in terms of who's going to get there then? I think... Um... I think Millwall will beat Blackburn. I agree with you. I think I think you can forget about West Brom and Blackburn. Um, it had yeah. made the, the most unlikely. West Brom would need a four-goal swing against yeah. Sunderland and everything else to go. And then Blackburn, you're talking about Cloud Cuckoo land, really. They need so many things to go for them. Um, yeah. I, I, think, I, I think Millwall are going to beat Blackburn, Borough are going to beat Coventry, and Sunderland are going to win at Preston. And... That'll have Millwall fifth, Sunderland sixth, and Coventry sixth. missing out, and Borough playing Millwall, Sunderland playing Luton, and then yeah. we can talk about the potential playoff final <laughs> the line. Um, yeah, if that was my, I mean, I might change my mind, you know, a few times a day between now and next Monday, but at the minute, if if I had to punt on what I think's going to happen on the final day, um, that's what I'd go for. What do you reckon? I think I'd ruin with you, to be perfectly honest. I think Millwall will beat Blackburn. I think the Blackburn had to win last night against Luton to have a realistic chance. I think that will deflate them. I think the Den will be absolutely bouncing down there for that. Um, and, I, and I think Millwall will beat Blackburn. Um, I, I think that, you know, as we, I think Borough beat Coventry as long as they're on it and, and the team is what you would like the team to be. Um, and, and I can't, like, you know, we keep going back to it, but I... I can't imagine that Michael Carrick's going to let another game kind of drift by. So I think the Borough will be full strength and I think they will have too much for Coventry. So then it comes down to can Sunderland win this game at Preston to, to squeak into the top six on the last day. And it's a strange world, isn't it, where Sunderland fans are desperately cheering on Borough. But we're and in that strange here. world. I think Sunderland will... Yeah, I think they will win at Preston. That That's the interesting one because... Um, you know, Sunderland have been really good this season, but it's the games where they've really needed it or you've fancied them, where they've often come up a little bit short. Um, can they handle that absolute pressure? Um, now, Borough know all about going to Preston on the last day with Preston. I was just going to say that. Yeah, the irony what can happen there, don't they? So we've seen that before, but... I I think Sunderland win that. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think Sunderland squeak in on the last day and, and Borough put Coventry out of it. Who who do you think? I know you could put your manager's hat on here and tell me there's no easy game in the championship, but who do you think out of those three? I mean, not five because we've said Blackburn and West Brom look more likely. Do you think there's a favoured semi-final for Borough? I think out of the three, the, the easiest. Oh, I think on paper, you'd prefer to go to Coventry, playing Coventry. And I say that because 
I think that Sunderland just becomes a really it's everything that surrounds him. Exactly. It, it, it doesn't just become a playoff semi-final, which is big enough in itself. It becomes a, a playoff semi-final that's a derby, that's got all the history attached to it, that's the whole of the region's going to be talking about. I, I think that that's a load of extra baggage that if you don't need, you'd rather be without. Yeah. And I just think that a first leg at the den against Millwall, for all that... I don't, you know, Millwall have done great, but they're they're probably the worst footballing team of the three. That's 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 a real challenge. That that's going to ask Borough, um, you know, questions that that nowhere else does. Um, whereas I think that yes, Coventry have got Carres. Yes, they've been on a great run in the second half of the season. But you know, Sunday lunchtime at the Rico Arena or whatever it's it's not called that anymore now, is it? Whatever it's called now, um, is is very, very different to the den, isn't it? Um, yeah. That's why I think if you could pick one now, you'd probably go with Coventry. I agree, with, I agree with you completely on the Sunderland thing. I think it's, it's like you said, kind of perfectly put, it's the baggage that you could do without that surrounds it, isn't it? Um, and I think the Sunderland challenge is quite unique in the way they play, uh, in that away from home, the better. So if they got anything at home, they'd be a real threat in that away yeah. game. Um, yeah. I, I think from a football perspective, you probably Millwall. Um, mm. You know, I, I do think, even if you go to Millwall and lose, it's probably going to be by a single goal, isn't it? Um, yeah, then you'd, you'd strongly fancy Borough to have too much at home. Yeah, but then I agree. Um, I agree that Coventry... Uh, that that you know that's by no means as hostile as going to Den. I haven't seen I haven't seen Coventry this season in person, but I know Mark Drury from BBC Teams mm. is adamant and has been for months. The Coventry are the team he doesn't want, um, yeah. because I mean, yeah. you know, really strong midfield, and obviously they've always got goals in them in in Giocares. Um So I think I'd probably lean towards Millwall. Millwall. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, and then um, and then obviously Luton are going to be in the other semi-final against you know um, what one of those three you would imagine as well. So that's obviously going to be uh, going to be really interesting. I mean, we haven't talked an awful lot about the actual game itself on Monday, so just a very quick one. I mean, it was some refereeing performance, wasn't it? <laughs> I know we keep on saying it, and I know it. It's always a bit of an easy out, isn't it? Oh, the referee was this, that, or the other. But my goodness me, that was uh, that was something that. I feel like Neil Warnock here when on managers post match where they start with I need to be careful what I say here. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, it's the first time I've heard all four stands singing a certain song towards a referee in unison. He, yeah. he did. What was quite funny was um funny from Borough's perspective in the in the whole scheme of things, it didn't really matter. But he, he did he did a good job of kind of infuriating both bosses and, and sets of players and fans in equal measure. And yeah. I don't it's know whether you it's itself, it, but the, the New York Stadium, um the te- the two technical areas are kind of uh, weirdly far apart. So the fourth official is right. still in the um so so Jonathan Woodgate who kind of does uh Carrick's um Point yeah. making for him, doesn't he? Oh, when he needs yeah, yeah, to yeah. go to, to the fourth official, yeah. and whoever was doing it for Rotherham had to kind of go out of the way every time. Miles, oh, if if Woodgate had a Garmin on his wrist, I'd love to see how many steps he clocked up. He did, yeah, 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 yeah. They were back and forth, and and 
you know, that fourth official must have found it hard to justify a lot of Stroud's decisions. Um, yeah. It was yeah. bizarre. On, on the actual decisions, so the red card, um, have you seen it? I have, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I thought that, I thought that, um, I thought that there was enough going on around it for it not to be an obvious red card. That, I thought that 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 probably yeah. gets back. I don't think the Rotherham player gets the ball. I thought that it's a foul. You know, it's it's a yellow card without a shadow of a doubt. I I think that it, I think that it's a harsh red. That's what I think. What you said there, there's enough going on for for there to be a doubt as to whether he was the last yeah. man. Um, yeah. So there's that one. Lenahan should probably go in the second mm. half when when he fouls. Then Borough want a penalty. Uh, Rotherham weren't happy with Hackney's foul that led to Ogbeni yeah. going off. It just, it was just, you know, one thing after another. another. Stroud must have sat down last night and think, is this still worth it? Um, <laughs> you know, that said, mind and around all of that, I think you've got to give Rotherham a fair bit of credit for getting out of it, haven't you? And, <laughs> and surviving in the league. You know, I mean, they're they're kind of the perennial yo-yo club between the championship and league one. So you know, just staying up is a massive achievement for them. And you know. I, I would imagine the smallest budget in the league. I know Wigan, maybe there's a lot going on there, isn't there? I'm not quite sure what they're spending on players, but if not the, the, the smallest, then certainly one of the bottom three. And yet they've managed to survive after last season's promotion, which is pretty much something for them, isn't it, really? Especially when you consider that they lost their manager, who was kind of like yeah. Mr. Rotherham. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. Um, yeah and, and the lads who cover them in the press room were saying yesterday, and I haven't got this in front of me, but like you said there, the, the, the perennial yo-yo club, I think when you look back at the last kind of five or six years, they've been exactly that, gone down, gone up, gone down, gone up. So it's, yeah. it's kind of like, you know, finally a bit of stability for them. And Matt Taylor, their manager in the press conference afterwards was... Brilliant. He came in with a with a bottle of beer that he'd opened. Uh, and, like and judging, judging by the sounds from the dressing room, the Rotherham players had, had cracked them open as well. But he was um, kind of talking about the emotion of managers. So he lives away from his his wife and his eight-month-old. Right. So he was out walking on Saturday, I think it was, and his wife had messaged him saying that they miss him. And he kind of think, you know, he was saying it's days like yesterday that make it all worth it, living yeah, away wow, from yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Putting all the hours in. And they're a likable club, Rotherham, aren't they? They, they are. Yeah, they are. In, yeah, they do, they do what they do, don't they? You know, you can't, uh, you know, and, and consistently punch above the way. When we're talking about managers getting people out of it, it's pretty much there, isn't it? What do they need? Yeah. One more point from two games? I mean, they're we all United this week, aren't they? And certainly, if they win that, they're safe. They might, they might very well just need a point. Yeah, um, we were talking about before we came up, but you wonder whether Leeds will be looking back and thinking maybe we got the wrong manager. <laughs> yes, well, yeah. If they go down the Big Sam route, then they might as well have gone for Warner. I mean, we've said that. I, 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 I believe this is this is up there with as well as anything, as good as anything Warnock's achieved. Because um, yeah. Rodersville were dreadful, weren't they? Oh, yeah. I mean, they looked gone. They looked absolutely gone, didn't they? You know, now yeah. you can argue that there's the remnants of the team that got to the playoffs last year there. So you probably did have something to work with, but it's still some feat to have dragged them out of it. Yeah. Um, and, you, you know, to, to go in and he, he made it clear, didn't he? Whereas when he's gone in other clubs with Rotherham, he had more time with Borough. There was there was a 
clear quality in the squad. Yeah. Whereas with Huddersfield, it was hard to clutch, really, wasn't it, as to what yeah. um, as, as 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 to what there was to build on. But yeah, fair play to him. Do you think he'll be tempted to stay on? Oh yeah, <laughs> he'll say no, but yeah, he'll absolutely love it. He'd love it. I, yeah, I, I think he will. I think he will. Yeah. And and um, just on kind of relegation, my mates were making this point this week in that like it, it feels like when you look at who's going to stay up in the Premier League this year, um, Bournemouth are going to stay up. Forest might stay up. Yeah. Um, like Leeds might stay up. It feels like if Borough go up, um, you know, whereas some years you look and think, ah, oh, the yeah. three teams going up are going to struggle to stay up. There's a lot, there's a lot of yeah. poor teams by Premier League standards in that. Yeah, completely agree with you. I mean, you look at it and, you know, um, there's, yeah, your Leicesters and your Everton's and your West Ham's have underperformed so badly this season. That um that you're right, you know. I mean, fair play to Bournemouth. Gary O'Neill's done absolutely brilliant oh, there. When you talk about managers that you couldn't see, you know, I mean, that is some fee he's done there, incredible. But you'd be amazed if Bournemouth weren't deep in trouble next season. And I'm with you. The same is true of Forest. You know, for all that they no doubt if they stay up, will throw a load of money at it again this season. On the evidence of everything they've done so far, it'll be as chaotic as ever. And and you would imagine if they're down there, yeah, that no, you're right. And and um, I was just going to say, we've touched on Warnock, so let's go to the other side of the former Borough manager coin, because you were at the Stadium of Light on Saturday with Chris Wilder was there with Watford. I mean, what on earth's gone on with him and Watford? That's been an absolute shambles, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, I mean, Not necessarily his fault, mind. I mean, it, no. the club is just a shambles. Yeah. Um, Mowbray had said afterwards that he was talking to Wilder beforehand and, and he'd said that Wilder had kind of... Um, thought to himself, right, right. How do I g these players up? Uh, these Watford players up for this game? There's nothing to play for, and kind of went down the road of, look, you're playing a team of kids in front of forty five thousand people. If if that can't get you up for it, then nothing will. Um, yeah. But Watford weren't very good. Uh, they scored, you know, a couple of goals from three efforts on target, and and Wilder afterwards, it feels like he's had his blasts, doesn't it? Over recently, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah, he, he said was, he needed to see it. Yeah, but but he, he was complimentary of Sunderland and former Borough player Patrick Roberts, who scored that brilliant goal in stoppage time. But he did say again words to the effect of there's big, there's big, big, converse, problems, big changes, yeah. big problems, big discussions that are, that are going to have to be had in, in, in the summer. And he's not going to be there, is he? Um, no, no, he won't. No, he won't. And who wants that job? You know, who wants that? Who wants Watford's job in the summer? I mean, it's one of them where I, I guess. The only thing you would say about it is it's not really a reputation killer, is it? Because you go into Watford, you feel, well, you're just another manager that hasn't been able to work out the basket case that is Watford. So I suppose in, in some ways it's a bit of a shot to nothing because, you know, they, 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 they'll spend money, so there'll be a chance of getting them up. But no, I, I agree with you. And, and and I guess if we're talking about former Borough players on the managerial route, Barry Robson and Steve Agnew, full-time yeah. in Aberdeen. Didn't really Which see Chris that. Barry Robson patrolled the Strachan era midfield, did we? I tell you what, I wouldn't like to be a player who got on the wrong side of him, like, would you? No, no, he, he came across as having a real edge to him, didn't he, back yeah. in the day? I loved watching. He, I mean, he was the one success, wasn't he, really? Yes, he was. Players that that old Scottish influx, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he stood out um, yeah. and, and uh, he, he, he did probably look at him. I mean, I, I never spoke to him 
you probably you probably had a few. Yeah, 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 a few times. On the yeah. pitch, you looked the type of going to management. Although he was fiery, wasn't he? Hell, fiery. Yeah, that's exactly it. It, it. Yeah, yeah. He had an edge to him, you know. He, yeah. he um, and, and barking out instructions. But then again, you need that. Um, you need that, don't you? And and you know that kind of manager has been successful, haven't they? You know that kind of player who's gone into it. Not not similar in lots of ways, but a bit of Joey Barton about him. Um, in that you know he will absolutely and always did say what he thought, and if he thought his teammates needed to call him out, he'd call them out, no problem, kind of thing. So yeah, you know you probably you probably need that a bit, don't you? He might well end up coming up against Wilder because Wilder's favourite with the bookies for the Hearts job, isn't Hearts, he? Yeah, he's been strongly yeah. linked with Hearts. Yeah, so there we go, Wilder v Robson slash Agnew in the uh, in the SPL next year. And just finally, when you're talking there about kind of uh, when we were talking about Watford. You know, two, three months ago, if you'd have said going in the last weekend that two teams are going to are going to be in the playoffs and there's going to be three teams going for two places, two on the periphery, you would never have imagined that Watford and Norwich would be completely out of it. And West, and West Brom was on the fringes. I don't think I'm alone yeah. in thinking that there was kind of this expectation that at least two of those three clubs, oh, they'll get it right. You know, yeah, they'll get yeah. there in the end. They'll force their way in somehow. And yet they've... Certainly, from Watford and Norwich's perspective, they've got worse as the season's gone on, haven't they? Well, they've been the two biggest underperformers in the league this year, haven't they? There's absolutely no doubt about that. I mean, you know, we can talk Burnley have obviously done incredibly. Sheffield United, you would have probably had right up there. Um, Luton, you always write off just because they're Luton, and yet you probably shouldn't because they were right up there last season. Borough, obviously, you would have fancied at the start, clearly wouldn't have fancied two months in, but we all know the turnaround there. Um, I guess Millwall are probably overachievers. I think Sunderland are undoubtedly overachievers wherever they finish. But the two big underachievers, yeah, Norwich and Norwich and Watford, them not even, like you say, to be part of the conversation on the last day is remarkable, really. But potentially, now, you know, it's interesting. You have in your head, well, OK, but that, that probably means the Championship's going to be a tough old league next year because you're going to West have the Brom. three that go down, but then you're going to have Watford... Norwich and West Brom, you would imagine throwing money at it. And yet, as we know from Borough, if you don't get up in that first season when your parachute payments are at the highest, every season after that, it arguably gets even tougher. And if Norwich and Watford in particular, well, not so much Norwich probably because financially they, they, they've been better run, haven't they? But, you know, West Brom and Watford have the potential. If in another two or three years they're not up, they could be out with a washing and struggling to stay in the league financially. You know what I mean? And Stoker, another example, aren't they? If, if yeah. you don't want to trade away. I mean, when you talk there about the underachievers, Stoke, but then that seems to be the case every year, doesn't it? Stoke will be Yeah, up you wonder if they've got into that rut that Sunderland got themselves into where they've missed the boat too much and it is now on a downward slide. Um, yeah. I guess we'll see yeah. that next year, won't we? Yeah, hopefully it's uh, Borough out in the league to, uh, to worry about it. Exactly. Exactly. So um, we, what, we'll have another chat at the back end of this week um, when obviously we'll be honing right in on the Coventry game. We'll probably have a bit more idea about team news, injuries, all of that kind of stuff then. Um, and then obviously we'll get a couple of specials lined up for playoff week or playoff fortnight, really, um, and do all of that. But as ever, like, subscribe, uh, comment, send us any questions. Um, we'd like to get a few of your questions to be able to chew over at the back end of this week. So make sure you do that. Enjoy your week uh, and see you at the end of this week for another You Are My Borough.